On this special edition of Pop Culture Confidential, we've teamed up with Democrats Abroad to help spread the word that your overseas vote really matters in the upcoming U.S. midterm elections. Plus, actor, director, and expat Greg Poehler on following his dreams, how moving to Sweden led him to a career back in Hollywood. This is Pop Culture Confidential. Hi guys, this is Christina Yerling Biro of Pop Culture Confidential. Welcome to a very special show in collaboration with Democrats Abroad. The very important 218 midterm elections are upon us, and our votes, the votes by overseas Americans, really, really matter. And it's not hard, you're going to get all the info right here. Plus, I'm thrilled to be joined by Greg Poehler. Now, he's an American expat in Sweden who, a decade ago, not only made the move to a new country, he also completely switched careers, from Manhattan lawyer to writer, actor, director. Greg produced and starred in the series Welcome to Sweden. This is a semi-autobiographical sitcom. It was a co-production between TV4 in Sweden and NBC. And now he's starring on You, Me, Her. This show was just renewed for its fourth and fifth season on the Audience Network and Netflix. Greg and I talk about what it's like straddling two countries, growing up in Boston, and why Halloween candy scared us as kids. Why his dad was dead wrong about following your dreams. Why certain humor just doesn't translate. Plus, the privilege it is of voting in two countries. But first... Overseas votes really, really matter. And if you haven't registered to vote and requested your ballot, it's not as hard as it may seem. Joining me to quickly guide us through this process is Alex Lang, chair of Democrats Abroad Sweden. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So um, you're an expat in Sweden yourself. What surprised you most about uh, things here when you moved? Well, I actually grew up in Germany as well, and um, well, one of the things that surprised me specifically about living in Sweden uh, after moving here, I lived in Chicago before moving to Sweden in 2015, was just how well organized the American community here is actually. You know, the quote-unquote expat or immigrant community of American citizens who live here um, is very well organized. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of organizations and groups, one of which is Democrats Abroad, that people can kind of get involved with. Um, and that's something that I didn't experience growing up in Germany in the same way. And so that that definitely surprised me. Okay. But, you know, Sweden uh, living here has just been fantastic. And I mean, for me, being a part of Democrats Abroad has been a part of that experience. So. It's time. It's really time to register to vote. And, and you're going to guide us a bit through that um, process. How do you actually do it? Yeah. So the United States provides for people who live abroad, um, a pretty simple way to register to vote and request an absentee ballot. And it's called the federal postcard application. That's um, It's pretty much um, just a single form that does both. It registers to you to vote and um, it requests your absentee ballot for you. Um, sometimes people refer to it as the FPCA. Uh, and people can go to votefromabroad.org um, to go and fill that in right there online. Um, and it kind of guides you through the process. That's the uh, a website that's provided by Democrats Abroad. It's a pretty much nonpartisan service. Like we don't, you know, take sides in terms of who we register to vote or not. We kind of encourage everyone to go, come out and register to vote. And uh, the thing that I think people often forget is uh, that even if you voted before from abroad, and even if you're registered to vote, 
by law, you're only guaranteed to get your ballot if you send in an FPCA in the election year that we're in right now. So, or that you want the ballots for rather. So you have to send an FPCA for every election year. And the, the deadlines are coming up right now. Um, the first deadlines for uh, voter registration ballot requests are in the, the first week of October. And so to, to make sure that, you know, the FPCAs arrive in time for the request to be processed, people really need to be sending them in right now. Um, you know, sometimes the mail takes three to four weeks to arrive. So uh, it's pretty, pretty urgent right now. So what about if you have children who are born abroad? Yeah, so this is a common question uh, for people who've never resided in the United States um, and they're born here in Sweden or born elsewhere. Uh, people often don't really know what to do in terms of registering them to vote. And the answer to that is generally that you're just going to use the uh, last address that the parents lived at in the United States. Um, some states don't explicitly allow uh, for people who've never lived in the United States to register to vote there. Um, but generally, uh, that's the, the, the solution is to just try to register to vote where the parents last lived. So make sure to do that now. Make sure to go to votefromabroad.org and there will be all this information. And before um, I let you go, why are these midterms um, this year so particularly important? Well, I think voting is always important. There's uh, definitely, you know, a particular urgency this time around. I think uh, these midterms feel historic. Um, you know, Trump has been in office now for two years. Um, his presidency, um, well, you know, it is what it is, uh, but it's definitely a moment where the people have the opportunity to say what they think about his presidency. Um, and there's um, there's an outstanding Supreme Court justice coming in right now uh, that, um, you know, may or may not decide over the future of the Trump presidency. And so people need to be able to have their say on that. And that's that's why these midterms really matter more than ever. It's a historic moment. And the United States is really at a crossroads. It can decide which way it wants to go. Thanks so much, Alex. Again, that website is votefromabroad.org. There you can find a chat and email, and they can answer any questions you may have and guide you through the process. And now, let's get to my interview with Greg Poehler. So, Greg Poehler, welcome to Vasastan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very mysit and cozy. Yeah. <laughs> We have some fika, the Swedish yeah. equivalent of cocktails, but <laughs> not as exciting. I think it's just as exciting for me these days. So have you requested your ballot? I have. Mm -hmm. I do that um, every year now. I have to do it every year. Um, so it's important to get it, you know, as far in advance as possible. As you may know, the American system is a lot more difficult than the Swedish system. It is. <laughs> so I know. Very familiar. I also just got my Swedish, you know... Uh, voting packet in the mail where they send it to you and make it the, the, it's, it has to be the easiest country in the in the world to vote i think yeah i think so it's but really really hard to miss <laughs> miss the swedish election but you're a dual citizen now then yes yeah how so does I that have, feel uh, feels good i have as to am i think of how much power we have two countries we yeah. can we can influence privilege yeah <laughs> weirdly for me i think the swedish voting uh, rights feel more important for me, mm -hmm. um, not just because I live here, but just just because of the way the system is, where every vote literally counts mm -hmm. um, in the in the total. I happen to have lived in um, some state. The three states I've lived in in the U.S. was Massachusetts, New York, and California, where um, we're 
pretty certain that it's going to go Democratic mm-hmm. every year. Um, so even though uh, I vote there as, you know, because I, I feel like everyone should, there is that feeling of like, oh, I wish I was in a a more swing state. I wish I was registered in a, more, in a, in a state where it mattered. And know. this is a particularly important year in Sweden for other reasons as well with the you know, if our American listeners are not too familiar about the right-wing um, winds that are seriously blowing here also. So it feels like one should really come out and participate. But it's certainly an interesting time in, in both places, and I mm-hmm. think in the world in general. There's definitely a, um, a lot of debate going on in terms of, of that. Well, I'm going to get into you sort of living here as an expat and, of course, your TV career that everyone's about. But I want to first ask lawyer Greg Poehler, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the current president's counsel over there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very <laughs> – um, I've never heard of a, a lawyer who uh, secretly tapes their clients. No. Um, but uh, in this case, I find it very uh, enjoyable, at mm-hmm. least, to to hear these, these things. Um I don't know. It's just a mess. I mean, uh, everyone that I think Trump surrounds himself with seems to be just, you know, incredibly incompetent in many ways. The exact opposite of what he was promising, which is to sur- and all paranoid. surround himself with yeah. the best people. He's surrounding himself with the worst people and, yeah, you know, people who are exactly paranoid mm-hmm. and, and taping him you know, surreptitiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm all in favor of it, though. Anything that can shed some light on that ridiculousness. So your kids, they're growing up here in Sweden. Um, what's the main difference with, would you say, I mean, culturally, not that they may play more computers and, and know Instagram, um, than from, from your upbringing, would you say? Well, I, I find, um, at least where we live, the, the, Swedish, uh, the Swedish kids have this environment that feels very much like even a throwback to when my parents were growing up uh, it's it's in some ways even even more idyllic than 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 my childhood was in the sense that in my in our neighborhood uh, funny because my sister was just visiting here this week and she was at our house and she she was shocked by the amount of kids walking to school on their own on their own mm-hmm. even young kids you know seven eight years old mm-hmm. um, you can't do that in the US anymore um you could when i was a kid but even then there was still you know i still think there's more kids in in our neighborhood now walking i know there is and virtually everyone in my in my uh, son's school either rides their bike or walks to Mm -hmm. school alone um so there is this sense of security um in the a lot at least my (laughs) but i think in a lot of swedish neighborhoods that does feel like a throwback to 1950s, 1960s uh, America, which is part of the reason why we're here, is, mm-hmm. is um, you know, and, and similar for us. I mean, we can go to uh, our kids' schools and pick them up. And uh, I know in the U.S., when I had to pick up my nephews, it was like a, a system mm-hmm. where right. you had to, you had to have a call ahead and, 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 exactly, like and that, you had yeah. to, you know, uh, have a, a security code and someone that, that met you there. And so... Hopefully, we don't lose that here. When I was growing up in L.A., I wasn't allowed to go uh, to walk next to vans Mm. because they could open the van and pull you in. So if you saw a van, you had to, like, walk 
yeah. to the other. <laughs> that, that those was, that very, was, lots of those type of Yeah, things. that was the big, when we were growing up, that was the big fear of like someone luring me with candy. Yeah, it was yeah. always like, don't, don't take candy from strangers. No, no, don't take candy. And definitely don't eat unwrapped Halloween candy. Oh, yes. That yeah, was like yeah, there was death, razor, razor blades. blades. <laughs> <laughs> that was the like number one thing. Yeah, that was, the, I think, the start of the scare fear mentality because I don't, I'm not sure if there was ever a razor blade in, in a... And candy, but it no, that somehow was... became the urban legend. Oh yeah, though nothing unwrapped. I remember crying, seeing my mother throwing my ha- half of my Halloween candy away oh. that wasn't wrapped. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. She... Are you sure she was throwing it away and not just or into just, her yeah, bin? Putting it to <laughs> <laughs> um, so you grew up. You were saying in Boston. So it was you, Amy, Matt Damon. Ben yes. and Casey Affleck. We but, lived in a one one bedroom house. Yeah, no, but there is something very mm, Bostonianness about uh, that. There's very something special about Massachusetts. I can is there something you can explain or put into words? Um, you think there's something special? Or? Yeah, I mean it's at least and I have been. I've only been a few times, so I'm I'm judging this based solely on Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movies. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I mean, no, but... it, there's a definite a a, um, a pride among the people living there, uh, and people who even people who have left. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's a very provincial uh, place where you know you, you you there's no mistaking where you're from generally. Are you Irish Catholic? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like eighty something percent of the people <laughs> that I knew growing up. Um, so there's that, and there's it's it's a it's an interesting place because even the people who are uh, considered to be, you know, hardcore in terms of tough guys, um, you know, people working like construction workers or, or, or people doing some hard labor who are just, you know, getting in fights. They'll still be opening the door for you as, you know, there's a, there's a weird dynamic there where mm-hmm. they're, they're still very polite, like, you know, you got to do your manners, you know, the right this way. Oh, you can put the accent yeah, on like that. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously tough and 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 sweet. Um, so there's something about that, I think, and growing up in that world that, that maybe, I don't know, shapes us in some way. But, um, yeah, I, I think it'll always be a part of me. Because mm-hmm. that's very different from Sweden, I would say. Mm. That com- very community, everyone's, you know, the, sort of, around the church and all that type of thing. I don't yeah. think you'd find that in the same way. No. <laughs> What's interesting about that is one of, one of the first times my wife's, my wife had a friend whose brother passed away. Um, and in Boston, you know, if you even tangentially know someone, you go to the wake right. and funeral. And, and, you know, that's part of the deal mm-hmm. is uh, you just like do your duty. and. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, but you must have been at them all the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you just, it's something you have to do. Right. Uh, you know, and if you don't, it's a huge insult. And I remember my wife saying, like, you, you don't have, like, you don't know this person. Well, you don't have to go. And it was, I was really surprised by that because I, and so there's more of an intimacy, I guess. Um, and I guess Swedes would, many would argue that, and many do argue this whenever I'm discussing this, that, uh, no, but when your Swedish friend is like a friend for life, it's like a real friend. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm not so sure about that, mm. <laughs> to be honest. I just think people have fewer friends. Here. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to justify it. But you make them bigger than it seems. Yeah, exactly. More yeah, it's all right, yeah. yeah. I hope they go to their wake, though. Yeah, yeah. I, so too. I, I actually think about that quite a bit, how mm-hmm. many people will show up at my 
Yeah? Like, yeah. Well, who, who do you think will come? <laughs> Should I give <laughs> yeah. you a list? Yeah, or I mean, if you've been yeah. thinking about it a lot. Not a lot, but yeah. I mean, sometimes when I when I think well, about... Well, the Afflecks, of course. The Afflecks will be there, yeah. yes. No, but seriously, who do you... Um, what do you want me to list people? <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> But are you okay? I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase. I mean, are you mm. are you thinking you'll have a lot of people? Do you have um, a big I'm, community, well, I'm, I'm or actually, are I'm, you saying I'm, that? I'm thinking of it more that that if I if it happened here, mm-hmm. if I if I died here, uh, it would be kind of a sad. Uh, well, Greg, they'll well, it'd be sad anyway. I mean, but um, anyway, anybody listening to this is invited. <laughs> oh, Greg's American friends please. and family, please come. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want the Americans there so okay. much. I just want a large Swedish contingent. You you not only moved to another country, but you also switched careers in, in a big move. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that you worked day and night as a you know lawyer in Manhattan, and you said no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get into comedy and, and stand up. And I mean, that's just the sort of panic attack waiting to happen to do all those moves I mean that's a big that's a big deal um was it something you really just decided or did it happen gradually um I would say it happened gradually I think the first step of that was my Swedish move Mm because that that I don't think I could have done that if I was living in New York um, first of all, I would have been making too much money. <laughs> but did you want to in New York? I mean, were you always in the back of your head that I don't want to be a lawyer? I I, way in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like I was unhappy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we grew up with very little money uh, as a family. So, I mean, we were lower middle class. And so um, I loved the, the, the money aspect mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> and, the security. Yeah. and I still, there's still a part of me that, Looks at that. I mean, when I was lawyering, you, I knew exactly what my future looked like. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly how much money I would be making every year. You know, when I made partner, it would be this much. Then I could retire, and mm-hmm. it, you know, you have your 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 future real set. So there's a peace of mind that goes along with that. Whereas now, I don't even know. Like, I can look maybe two years ahead, and there's a possibility I'll get zero money mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the next <laughs> twenty yeah. years. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I do think the Swedish, the Sweden move kind of reset that part of my life and enabled me to look uh, at other options mm-hmm. because I really couldn't continue. Uh, I could continue, but I would have had to have gone back to school I, um, and kind of recertified as a Swedish lawyer uh-huh. and start basically anew. And I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it gave me a chance to, to, you know, think about other things mm-hmm. and, um, and but yeah, it just kind of all weirdly happened uh, fi- fairly quickly after I first started doing stand up. Um, then I but wrote... this was something that you knew you were good at or that you wanted to do. It wasn't like you want to switch your career. It's like oh, well, I'll be a bus driver. I mean, the comedy and 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 acting and writing was something you had with I, you. I guess mm-hmm. um, I I like it was more that I maybe suspected that I could be good at it. Um, and then, but I didn't. It, it, it's it's a lot less brave than it than it sounds like because I, I didn't actually quit my job. I was working here at a place in Stockholm called Translegal, which was a, a bunch of American lawyers who married Swedes. And uh, oh my God, that's your next series. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah. And um, and I I didn't quit that job until I so I wrote the script for Welcome to Sweden, and pitched it, and then sold it, and then we were making the pilot, and only then did I. Uh, quit my mm-hmm, job mm-hmm. so it wasn't as big a leap a- as it sounds because mm-hmm. I, I, I made sure that I had you know money this month and then there was money coming in the next month um, before I 
before I, I, I officially quit. So, um, yeah, but I, it was, it's you know, the whole thing is crazy when I, when I, it'll make for a great story someday, I think, when I'm telling my kids and grandkids about Yeah, and you kind of told it. Right? <laughs> just serious. now? Or? Yeah, or your series, and also just now. Oh, yeah, now. my series, okay, yeah. grandkids, you only have to listen to this. Yes, this, this is the only, if you <laughs> listen to wake. one podcast. Yes, and exactly. please come to the wake. <laughs> please, they can play, so that play I can this play at the wake. This. Yeah, it'll be perfect. This podcast we did one day. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, oh, but yeah, because, I mean, there's this whole sort of follow your dreams and, and things like that, which is easy to say. I remember watching uh, an Oprah Winfrey show when I was young, mm-hmm. uh, probably eight years old, with my dad. And uh, one of these, you know, follow your dreams people came on. <laughs> and he was like, oh, jeez, look at this, follow your dreams. You know, you never, you never see a guy who didn't make it. It's always the people who made it <laughs> that say follow your dreams. Yeah. You, never, you never hear a guy say, no, no, take the job. Like, yeah. please, take the job. Like, mm-hmm. don't follow your dreams. Yeah. I, uh, I've been following it, and now I've been poor for 40 years. <laughs> And he was a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really stuck in my head for a long time. That every, anytime I saw someone saying, follow your dreams, it, my, I immediately heard my dad's voice of like, please, mm-hmm. it's only the people that made it that tell you that. Was he worried, more worried or more, worried is the wrong word, but sort of concerned about Amy then than he was of you? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, because she was following her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and now he does. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was always the one that like was taking the safer route in their mind, mm-hmm. and the, and the more uh, uh, the, up until a certain point, definitely the one that was making the most money. I can see that Thanksgiving dinner when Amy when following her dreams when she's like on the in one of her just sort of worst theater years yeah. or wherever, and she comes home and there's Greg, yeah. the lawyer, oh, the Lord, baseball she was a waitress. player. Yeah, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect Craig. Yeah, she's a waitress doing improv at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, there was a few years when I was definitely winning Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- what I've learned is that uh, my he was dead wrong about that because mm-hmm. uh, even the person that has followed their dreams and and taken chances and missed mm-hmm. time and time again. I still think that person at the end of their life or at the end of their career is more fulfilled than the person who's constantly wondering, what if I had gone for it? I do think that's true. Well, researching you now when I've been there, there's Uh something strikes me that Swedes ask you about money, like if you have a lot of it. Americans ask you if you've met any of the Scosh Gords, and everyone asks you about Amy. <laughs> but um, but the, my point is sort of, do you feel that that people that there's a different curiosity, a different focus from when you're doing like press interviews for your um, latest show there or here? Uh, when I'm in the U.S., some people uh, know about Welcome to Sweden and and want to talk about that mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. even on my on press for my new show. Um, you, me, her. Uh, and then there's other people that don't know anything about that that just talk about threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> so I either get a Swedish question or a threesome question. Okay. Very rarely the combination of a Swedish threesome question. But How I think about it, do it they phrase the threesome question? Well, the whole show is about uh, three, Oh, I know what the person. show's about. But I'm just wondering if they're asking, like, particulars? or. Well, like, I mean, uh, yeah. Like, are they asking, like, have you had a threesome? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. quite a bit. They ask. Well, it's more couched in like, hey, did you do any research? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
so I think our the, the the topic of the show kind of lends itself to those type of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Americans, depending on again the interview, they they tend to be very curious about Sweden, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, if, you know, for many of them, it's their, their only chance to, to talk to someone who's in the mm-hmm. belly of the beast. Um, so they're in, intrigued in, in that way. But it's the same as, I mean, here, uh, for many of Swedes I know here, I'm the only American they know. Mm-hmm. So I represent, you know, I'm the representative of, mm-hmm. of the country for them. So they're always coming at me. With, and what uh, do they ask? Well, they blame you? me for everything horrible. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's more one-word questions, like why, yeah. <laughs> how. Well, I think you can just return those questions now. This coming election, mm, maybe. Yeah, there's the one silver lining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just say whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's been a tricky part about being here is getting blamed for all the horrible things that are going on. But is Swedish humor different from? Yes. Yeah? How, yeah. In which way? I'm answering that question totally differently than I did when I made my show mm-hmm. because I thought it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would answer that question with a, no, I mean, humor is, you know, the same Universal, everywhere. Yeah. And there are certain, obviously, things that, that, that you can do that with. But um, you either have to satisfy one or the other. I think one of the mistakes we made on Welcome to Sweden, which was kind of unavoidable since it was made simultaneously for both NBC and for mm-hmm. TV4 was that we had two uh, sets of notes from both of the oh. uh, networks and we had to satisfy everyone mm-hmm. and we should have just made two different versions. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me that go that was interesting. What would a note from NBC look like in the same and and what would a note from TV4 in Sweden look like? I mean, what was the Well, I mean, uh, the the biggest thing is if you look at the reviews for Welcome to Sweden, uh, the the people the reviewers in in Sweden considered it to be like over the top and kind of hokey, mm-hmm. uh, and the and all the Americans and still to this day, I mean, I, everybody I, I meet in the industry um, are big fans of the show because but they were like it's just it was just too understated, it was too <laughs> it was too subtle mm-hmm. for the American market. And so it's the same show, yeah, uh, yeah. and and it's being viewed in two completely different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that has anything to do with sort of really growing up in a sitcom tradition that we yeah. did in the states? I just didn't. I couldn't understand those those criticisms. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you? What about two and a half men? Like, you think this is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think this is over the top and mm-hmm. and, and unrealistic and. Um, but from what I've learned, and now that I've seen you know a lot more Swedish comedies after, which I should have probably seen before, mm-hmm. um, oh, they're all like that. Mm-hmm. They're all very uh, low, low energy almost. Maybe um, more I- ironic humor. Than, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, not so much joke, joke, mm-hmm. or setup, joke. It's more, but it, but it's also, and I like it. I, mm-hmm. I like that pace, mm-hmm. but it's a very low pace, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's. And most American shows, and again, we would get the, that, those notes from NBC, which would be like, you know, pick it up. Like, mm-hmm. we need yeah. more, quicker. You don't want Bergman. Get, yeah, quick. Well, yeah. get, get to the next scene, yeah. quick. Okay, interesting. Uh, and Swedes would be like, well, let's have them walk around the car. You know, just wants to just kind of set the mood. I think there's a willingness more on the American side to, uh, if something is funny, mm-hmm. to sacrifice realism mm-hmm. for that. And at least in my experience, the Swedes are... 
are less uh, willing to, yeah. <laughs> to do so. That's interesting. I mean, you're thinking of, you know, like characters in, in the office and things <laughs> like that. You could probably never do them. Here you have more of a funny, grumpy, curmudgeon old man, but maybe not wacko, crazy, Rain Wilson in the office type. Yeah, and I'm so now hyper-focused and aware of this mm -hmm. because <laughs> because I went through that. And virtually every, even though, you know, the even like a Parks and Rec or a Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'm watching a lot with my kids now, mm -hmm. almost none of that is like fully realistic. I mean, they're all oh, kind of sure. turned up, you know, uh, characters. Um, and I, like you said, I don't think that could happen here. So one of the things I think is 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 funny. You were just saying, and I saw it on Insta that Amy was here. But does she ever say, "Oh my God, you're, you're you've become so Swedish"? No. So but she hasn't. She doesn't uh, use it as a negative. Mm -hmm. I think if she were to accuse me of being too Swedish, I think it would be viewed as still as a positive. A positive, yeah. 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 Um, but just that, that when I was there, I, I actually filmed a small part in her in a movie that she directed. It's going to be on Netflix soon. Oh, cool. Uh, and I was staying at her place, and I just tried to walk to meet my agents in, in Beverly Hills. And I looked on the on the phone, and it was only like a mile. So, mm -hmm. so I was, there's no sense getting a car. I'll walk. And it was the most harrowing experience <laughs> of my life. It was down a, the can, a canyon road with no sidewalks and speeding cars coming. And I was literally, you know, plastered up against the side, <laughs> shimmying down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People beeping at me as I was going. I was the first person to ever try that walk, I feel. <laughs> well, Greg, that, that feels like you've actually really become a Swede. Because, like, I <laughs> exactly. don't feel like taking the car. I'm going to walk down. <laughs> it's like, this is not far. I know, I know, no. yeah. Uh, which is nice. I think that the, the you know, that, 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 that transformation uh, of myself and mm -hmm. most Americans in Sweden uh, is, is a good thing. Right. I want to talk about your new series because I'm sure that most people who are listening to this are familiar with Welcome to Sweden, but maybe not as much with this one, which is coming into the second season. And you gave us... Fourth a, season. Fourth season. Yeah. You, and you gave us a little nugget, but tell us a little bit about what it's about. Yeah, you meet and her. And also, did you have have you had a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way around yeah. to get there. Did you do any research for the role? <laughs> um, yeah, you meet her. It's uh, it's a show that's on uh, Audience Network in the U.S. and then Netflix everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So um, it's good. It's assuming most of your listeners will have direct access to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a show about a married couple who both fall in love with the same woman and um and so it's it's really about uh, polyamory and exploring the dynamics of that relationship and whether a three-person relationship can work and uh, the toll it takes on not just the individuals but also their friends and family and and and, and we we I, I play the, the man um and with, with two other women and it's really a kind of typical suburban couple that find themselves in this in this situation mm -hmm. so hopefully it plays a little bit more real it's been interesting and yeah. i also have somewhat become an unwilling spokesman for the polyamorous community this was my question how big is this community i mean it's bigger than you think yeah yeah um and i think it's especially among younger people it's we had a lot of people on the crew mm -hmm. uh, who 
had been in these relationships and didn't think of it as any big deal. It wasn't really groundbreaking to them what we were trying to portray. Do you think you could love two women or that your wife could love uh, two men and you guys live together like while specifically? you're in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it. It's the, 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 the jealousy part of it is just you know, unavoidable. But mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to be a small part of that conversation with, with our show. It's, it's definitely the first of its kind in that sense. Um, and I think people are generally rooting for it, mm-hmm. for the thruple yeah, yeah, uh, to stay together. Although I get a lot of, you know. Oh, you do? Uh, no, I mean, I get a lot of like, yeah, hate because mm-hmm. of, it's, you know, it's obviously a very um, lesbian friendly show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of, uh, of lesbians are very angry mm-hmm. at me being <laughs> in the show or on the uh, on screen at all. So I do get a lot of online hate, like, get the guy oh, out of there. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's ruining it. <laughs> And you can love two countries, though. Yes, yes. I'm polyamorous when it comes to yeah. <laughs> to my country love. Yeah, and you'll be voting in both, and uh, just to you know, go around this because this is like next week. Yes, here. I and still, you know what? I'm still not sure who I'm voting for mm-hmm. in, in, in the Swedish election. Um, I've been told that there's some sort of uh, online survey you can take. It's interesting to me because because there's so many different parties in Sweden. There's much more nuanced uh, views that mm-hmm. you, you can be, you know, whereas if you take that survey in the U.S., it's so obvious which side is which. It's like, are you in favor of teachers having guns? It's yeah. like, yes or no. I'm yeah. like, huh, I wonder which, wonder which party this is going to be. No, but that's interesting because it's, I mean, in the States, it's really... Black and white. And you know yeah. everyone's, you know, these discussions come up. I mean, it's not like it's a secret. Here mm. people yeah. don't say who they're, I mean, it's mm-hmm. much more... Do you, who who would you vote for in Sweden if you had to vote now? Well, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, if you're willing to say. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's what I said. I have to take this uh, this thing. I mean, I, I, I tend, interestingly, I tend to vote for or, or have supported the Mudrotna um, mm-hmm. just because I'm okay with paying 60%, but not 70% mm-hmm. <laughs> of my, my paycheck. Um which is so interesting that the, you know, the conservative party in Sweden is still, you know, left of Kucinich in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. So it's hard to, you know, when I tell my American friends that I'm somewhat of a conservative in Sweden. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's the most shocking news. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for one of those. I really like uh, yeah, Annie Leff also. She, mm-hmm. she's, she's very cool, so I might throw her a vote. But I'm going to take this... Um, the survey mm-hmm. and however it comes out is <laughs> no don't say however because there's a thing <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. No, no i don't like immigrants why yeah. uh yeah mm. swedish democrats i wonder if there's anyone who was a democrat in the u.s comes here and signs up for just so thinking. you're thinking that oh <laughs> swedish yeah. democrats yes yeah, i'm a democrat sounds good. yeah and then they get turned away basically oh, well. <laughs> well, i hope not mm. <laughs> well greg thank you so much this was great yeah thank yeah. you for having me Thank you so much to Greg Poehler. Look out for new seasons of You, Me, Her on the Audience Network and Netflix. And thank you to Alex Lang of Democrats Abroad. Again, that website where you can register to vote and request your ballot is votefromabroad.org. And thank you for listening. You can follow us on popcultureconfidential.com and on Twitter at podpopculture. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, and I'm Christina yerning You've got questions, we've got answers. 
business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.